0: The houses that lined Red Dog Road were paint-starved and frail, looking as though a strong wind would splinter them across the hillside. More often than not, the roofs were corrugated steel and turned into sieves during a heavy rain. Ringer washers stood by the front doors. Outhouses were not uncommon, and running water came from wells laden with iron oxide that stained sinks and tubs and toilet bowls a bright orange. Children, barefoot and dirty, played with mangy dogs in dusty yards strewn with trash and rusting cars. Beauty was rarely a part of my youth. The exception was the visits to my grandfather Yoakum's farm in Scioto County. Papa Yoakum died when I was in the fourth grade, and when he was breathing, like almost everyone else in Appalachian, Ohio, he didn't get along with my father— so, my trips to the farm were few. But the beauty remains ingrained in my memory. It was a magnificent piece of land that ran from a bluff nearly to the Ohio River, where the morning fog rolled off the shoals and snaked around the tobacco plants on its uphill creep toward the white farmhouse, which stood in stark contrast to the dense green of its surroundings. The silver queen corn he raised was so nourished by the unctuous soil that it towered along his lane and created a cavern of green that, by the end of July, could only be penetrated by the noonday sun. The stone outcroppings in the pasture above his home stretched into a plateau, lush with trees and full of deer and rabbits. It was like much of southern Ohio in its beauty. There was, of course the exception to this natural splendor, such as the godforsaken stretch of Venton County land on which we lived. Our house was built into a steep, rutted slope on the tallest hill lining Red Dog Road on land so rocky and thin with soil that honey locust trees and foxtails struggled for footing, and copperheads sunned themselves on the exposed stone. The hills were once like those in Scioto County, lush with dense groves of oak, shagbark, hickory, buckeye, eastern cottonwood, black walnut and beech trees. But in the 1920s, the hills along Red Dog Road were timbered out, the tree trunks cut to ground level. The erosion that followed swept away the topsoil and left precipitous moonscape slopes of rock and clay. The sun baked the surface and created dust as fine as talcum powder, that swirled in the slightest breeze, often creating mini-twisters that skittered over the rocks and covered your teeth and nostrils with a fine brown film. Quarter mile beneath our house stretched the abandoned Hudson Mining Company's Number 2 mine. It had been more than three decades since the mine closed, yet its spiderweb of shafts continued to collapse upon themselves with such force that our windows and water pipes rattled with each implosion. The natural resources above and below the ground had been stripped away, and it was unsuitable for farming. It was worthless, and thus the only property my family could afford. In 1961, my dad paid $2,300 for the dilapidated mining company house, a two-story, brown, asphalt-shingled home with a metal roof and a slight list to the west.